more grace, and thank you for listening to the Prophetic Podcast with Prophet Brian Karn. Here's today's message. I don't know about you, but this series is changing my life. And uh, it's for, for you that will apply it in a series about your walk with God. I believe God has some great. Ephesians chapter 6. Let's get there. We're going into this series, Mind Control. And that's where we are, Ephesians chapter 6. Thank you. We're going to get this, understand it, grasp it. The Bible declares wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. But in all you're getting, get what? That's right. We have to get understanding. Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to go to verse 13. I've been reading from the New King James Version for this series. On the only thing, the New King James Version is an upgraded version of the King James Version. But whatever, whichever one you read, I promise you, if you read and write, we're going to end up in the same place. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. I want us to read it um, in concert together. You have it here on the screen. Let's read verses 13 through 17. What does it say? Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, come on, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the. Now, I've said this several times and I've made it very clear to you that verse 11 of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 6 says, put on the what? The whole armor. And then he came right back around in verse 13 and said it again. Therefore, take up the what? So it's very clear that God doesn't want you to just put on a portion of the armor. But the only way you're going to have victory is by putting on somebody shout the whole armor. And remember, I know I sound a bit repetitious and redundant, and I'm going to. Sometimes you're going to say, Pastor, you said that before, but I'm going to keep saying it till you get it. And it's obvious you've heard the same thing in church for 20 years, and you're still as defeated as you was when you got saved. So it's not enough just to come in here and say, I know it because we've established you don't know it till you do it. Right? So we understand that we have to take it off. But remember I told you that uh, Paul made it very clear that it's not really the symbolism that we should be focused on. Because in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 8, he said, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of what? Faith and love. That's right. But remember in Ephesians chapter 6, he called it the breastplate of what? Righteousness. So the question is, which one is it? Is it the breastplate of faith and love? Or is it the breastplate of righteousness? And I told you that I don't believe the symbolism, Roman symbolism, was important as much as he was telling you to make sure you put on whatever they represent more than you put on the items, all right? So he's not telling you so much to put on a helmet as much as he's telling you to put on truth. 
You got that? Put on righteousness. Put on the gospel of peace. Put on faith. Put on salvation and the word of God. And he told us that that's what the armor is made up of. And I told you that I believe that based on my synopsis and getting an understanding of what I believe the armor believe I, the armor is, I believe the armor is what Bible knowledge. All right, the word of God, and the only reason I know this got to be the armor for sure is the enemy in this society is doing everything he can to take away people's belief in the Bible. I mean, and then you have people who believe the Bible, but don't believe all of it. You know, I believe in certain portions of it, but, you know, they'll try to find things wrong with it, which lets me know it got to be right because everybody fighting it. Everybody is fighting the authenticity of the word of God. And see, uh, in evangelism, this is one thing that we're going to have to learn if we're going to reach everybody. You're going to have to not just know the Bible, but you're going to be able to be in a position that you can answer people as to why the Bible is legitimate. I taught that a little bit in the minister's class on last night, but I was having a conversation with them on how the word of God has to be profound in and of itself that there are over 66 different authors from diverse backgrounds who never met each other yet wrote about the same thing without meeting each other. That alone lets you know it's divine. Because you know the mere fact that the truth of it has been preserved for over 2,000 years alone lets you know it has to be real. Because if I tell Brother James something here and tell him to whisper to everybody till we get to the back, I promise you what I told him ain't going to be the same back there. What was that game we played? Telephone. All right. And the other thing you need to understand is that it was not preserved. Stay with me on paper. The Bible was taught through oral tradition. So it has to be real that through thousands of years of time, the story never changed. So it has to be real. It has to be real because people are going to ask you, okay, uh, uh, yeah, you believe in the Bible, but I have a Bible uh, that's, that has the book of Jasher, Maccabees. Y'all quiet. You, you understand? Uh, book of Thomas, uh, Susanna, Ecclesiasticus. Not Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiasticus. All right. All of these were in the Bible. Not only was it in the Bible, if you read in the book of Jude and in the book of Judges, it talks about the book of Jasher. The book of Jude talks about the book of Enoch. So you need to be able to answer folk and let them know why it's not in there no more. Because there's a reason. I ain't finna teach you now. But you need to be able to answer those questions. Am I making sense? 
if you're going to do legitimate evangelism because people now, when they listen, you can't just tell folk nothing no more. It's a lot of information out here and a lot of things that they're reading. And so you come trying to say, you just need to listen to me. Folk don't, people want you to explain stuff now. Are, are you listening to me? All right. So you, you just got to know that. Look at somebody say, thank God for Bible knowledge. All right. And so that's what I believe the armor is. I believe the armor is Bible knowledge. Now, there are two principles that I shared with you. And I want y'all, when y'all come to church, be ready to learn. Stop all this falling out. Get something in you. All right. There are two principles that I've told you consistently in this lesson. What was the first principle? Who, who, who remember? Well, let's go to the second one. The, the, the second principle. He done already gave y'all the answer to it. Yeah, you can't even ask. He done gave you the answer. But what is the second principle? What is it? Come on. Does what? What is it? One more time. Say it again. All right. That, that's the second principle. Now, hopefully this time, Brother Ian won't give y'all the third one. All right. Until y'all say it. The next principle. What was that one? There, there you go. Say it again. Don't scare me with your fake enthusiasm. Come on, say it again. You will not have victory as long as you're ignorant. So I need you to understand that everybody is engaged in this battle. If you're alive, if you, got, if you woke up this morning, if you are conscious and you are saved, there is a battle going on in your thought life. Whether you want to admit it or not, whether you want to sit up here and act like a dingbat, all you want to. Everybody in here is going through in their thought life. And the only way you're going to be able to arm yourself is with the word of God. So I ask the question, what do we use our armor against? Of course, we know that we are using it against Satan, but, but it, it, it's not what, it, okay, catch what I'm about to say. Um, it's not the person we're dealing with when we're fighting him is what he brings. Are you saying with me? All right. It's, it's the, the question I'm asking you is, how do the enemy come against us? And the reason I'm giving you this teaching is because I'm trying to put you in a position that you can fight the devil. It's easy to come in here or even to go to a church that entertains you. Flesh love performance. Truth of the matter is, if I was to sit down with most people who go to most churches just this last Sunday and ask them what they learned, they don't know. But they know they had church. We dance, we shout, we holler, we scream. But the truth of the matter is, what are you learning to handle the enemy when you leave out of here? Because he coming. 
And I'm trying to make a deposit in you that you can access when you get in battle. Yeah. Trying to make sure you have something more than a speaking tongue and think the devil going to back up. He not impressed with your language. Say amen. All right. So, so the battle is in your mind. And stay with me. He's clever at impacting your thought life. Now, whenever you're in war, you need to know your opponent is not trying to wound you. He's trying to kill you. The thief cometh but for to what? Come on. Uh-huh. All right. So he's coming to take you out. But he can't just take you out. You got to let him in. And most times you let him in through ignorance. But watch this. He don't care that you ignorant. Okay, you, you don't get what I'm saying. You being ignorant don't make him have mercy. He doesn't decide that because you ignorant, I'm not going to be as strong against you because you don't know no better. Matter of fact, he uses your ignorance to destroy you. Does that make sense? All right. So Ephesians chapter 6 says, put on the whole arm of God, verse 11. And I told you that there are three things in this text that we are to use it against, that you may be able to stand against the what? So there's one of them right there. Wiles of the devil. Who remember that? All right. Then there was a second thing. We don't want brother, we don't want brother Ian to tell us. I want y'all to tell me. What is it? Evil days. Evil day. Somebody was paying attention and looking at somebody's notes next to you. The, the evil day. This is an open book test. It's okay. Okay. The, 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 the evil day, right? And then uh, verse 16 tells you there's another reason you need your armor is to do what? That's right. Somebody shout fiery darts. Fiery darts. But I told you, what is the wiles? What, 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 is the, what is the evil day? What is the fiery dart? And again, I know I sound repetitive, but I need you to get this. Because this is a warfare message. And because it's a warfare message, the enemy is going to send static. He going to send everything in the world so you don't get the, ooh, prophet, you just going so slow. And you don't know all that is, is a weapon. Yeah. All right? So he's going to send static to you, so I got to keep repeating it. And I'm going to keep repeating it until I recognize it's helping you. And I won't know it's helping you until I see you change. I, I don't know what's helping you because you say I get it. I know you get it when you change. Because a person tell you all the time, I get it, I get it. And then you say, well, if you get it, why you did that? Because you ain't get it. You don't get it until there's a change in your life. But I told you what those three things were that the enemies using against you and this should stay in your spirit I mean this should have been in your spirit all week Amen. what are they Thoughts. come on ideas, ideas. good God from on high <laughs> what is it Thoughts. come on ideas. come on 
powerful. One more time. Come on. Uh huh. I went to um when I left here Sunday, I went to um bistro, soul food over there. I had this mocktail, and I went over there to um, bistro on on Lennox. Well, the line is long. So I told Pastor Brian, I said, well, I don't wait no long line. I'm going I'm to call Bishop McLaughlin. So I call him. And he in Africa. Okay. So I just told him, I said, well, I, uh, I'll call you when I get to the, he answered the phone. He said, you the first one to get through to me. I said, that means God want me to eat them. <laughs> Amen. I say, I say, I say, I'll call you when I get to the restaurant. Well, as soon as I get to the restaurant and call him and text him, he ain't responding. Here comes a thought. So I'm trying to show y'all. You gotta know how this ain't. Here come a thought. I mean, just that quick. I look past Brian. I said, I'm about to manifest. And then I told him I was coming to this restaurant and he told me to call him. Now, why is he doing that? So I sent him a message. I said, the line is long. LOL. That, that means I'm trying to keep a good spirit. Whenever you put LOL, that's your way of trying to not go off. But you really mean what you say when you put that LOL now. Didn't respond. Now the line was long. I mean, I I got that one. It was an hour. I was still in line. So then, Pastor Brian, I ain't tell him to do that. He went to the lady and said, "This is Prophet Brian and Karen here." <laughs> and uh, he just spoke to Bishop, and Bishop told him to reach out. So he th- so the cook said, "Well, you tell him to have Bishop to call me." Well, it's okay, but Bishop wasn't answering the phone. Soon as I sat down, he texted me. I said, I don't have time for these games. I want you to hear me. Now, immediately, I said, if, I don't know, by this time I had sent him a text and said, uh, if I knew you was not going to answer the phone, I wouldn't have came because I just spent an hour waiting in line, and probably Khan don't wait in line. And I said, matter of fact, I see you got these pictures of these famous people on the wall. I don't even see my picture up there. So I, I don't have time to, to, to wait in this line. I'm telling y'all the truth. Uh, I go, man, I got spirit on me. Okay. When, when, he, when he responded, I said his response was, I hope you didn't think I would do that to you. But the enemy had already created a thought, an idea, and a suggestion, and the environment wasn't helping it. Because as far as I'm concerned, I feel like he told them, let them wait. (laughs) Okay, all right. Okay. But do you see how quick the enemy can plan a thought to make you look at somebody crazy? 
look down your row and say, he sure messed with me like that too. That's all he has to work with. Now stay with me. The only thing Satan has to work with are thoughts, ideas, and, and if he can get you to receive the ideas he promotes, the thoughts he sends, and the suggestions he suggests, he got you. If I can get you, if I can plant a thought and get you to fertilize it. If I can make a suggestion to you and you run with it, I got you. Because all I did was planted a thought. You don't even know if it's true. But if I just planted that thought, I can immediately control you because the way I control you is by controlling your thoughts. What happened in Maine? That man went and killed them people. That began as a thought. I was watching, I was watching, uh, I was watching the, the news today. They was trying to do something, talking about something, and people kept standing up in the middle of the thing, talking about ceasefire, ceasefire, trying to stop stuff. For you to go into a, a courthouse and disrupt the courthouse, first of all, you know you can go to jail. So something, something got to be influencing you to make you not care to go to jail. Because let me tell you something, I don't want to go to jail. But somewhere, stay with me now, somewhere the enemy made a suggestion. And it don't just happen with extreme things. We, we think the man who ran in front of the car, jumped off the bridge, the man who shot up a school, we see him as a mind problem. But don't see the enemy that destroyed your relationship as an issue in your mind. He don't just use thoughts to kill people. He'll use thoughts to kill relationships, friendships, marriages, and have you living a crazy lifestyle all because of your thoughts. Am I helping somebody? But write this next thought down, what I'm about to say. It's on the screen. Look at what it says. Get this. How diligent you are in protecting your thought life will determine the quality of your life. How diligent. I mean, fighting to keep your thoughts right. The minute a thought come, uh-uh. She can't stand you. Uh-uh, Deborah, how you know that? That's right. Overcome evil with good. Bless them that curse you. Do good and hate. Making a decision. Don't want to do it. But devil, you is not finna destroy this relationship. I am going to fight to protect my thoughts. You are not going to have me in church looking at everybody crazy. Come on, y'all. Stay with me now. You're not going to have me in church thinking that I'm in this lone world all by myself. And the devil have you thinking, you, let's say you've been gone. Let's say you've been gone three weeks. Let's say you've been gone a month. You decide to come back. The devil will tell you, everybody going to notice you were gone. <laughs> Folk didn't know you was gone until you got here. 
I'm serious. I'm saying sometimes you don't even recognize the person was gone till they come back. And you done stayed away. Time I can't stay away that long because they broke it. I thought. Serious. Thought, idea, a suggestion. Am I helping somebody? If you don't get your mind in order, you're going to live beneath your privileges. And it's not a God problem. It's your problem. You got to get a handle on your mind. All kind of stuff can be destroyed by thoughts. What else? Come on. Depression. Fear. Torment, low self-esteem, suicide, insecurity, jealousy, envy, is all rooted. And the only reason it's happening is because the battle raged and you lost the battle. You lost. He came, he came, he planted a thought, got you sitting there depressed. You lost that battle. And while you lose, he, he over there rejoicing. You know why? Because he planted the thought and you accepted it. You, you accepted that thought. Are y'all listening to me? And the reason I know that it ain't people get mad, no chemical imbalance. I know we folk want y'all think that, but we not know it ain't biological. Is because everybody who had the same problem would be affected the same way. That's right. That's good. That's good. My mama died. You ain't the first time mama died. That's right. That's right. I see y'all sound. I sound. I know y'all think I'm insensitive, but I'm telling you, you be saying you got to you got to take a, a year break from church because somebody died. What you going through? Death is a part of life. I see saying, you say, why are you so, why are you so bent out of shape, scared to die? What you living for? Hallelujah. The whole, the, the only reason I'm making my, 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 living the life I'm living is because I know I'm going to die. And I know this ain't it. It's another life after this. Hallelujah to God. But it's appointed unto man. Want to die. Hallelujah to God. That's right. And after then is what? Judgment. That's right. This is a true statement. My sister called me. You know her baby, Chloe. You know, my mama don't. You see your child having a seizure. You ain't never seen him have no seizure before. And you, I said, she, she said, Bailey having a seizure. I said, speak the word. She said, I did. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I did. I just, I, just need, I just need to talk to you. I said, well, she fine. It's been dealt with. And we know. See, there's a promise on her life. 
Yukobo Hushai. And you got to know that about your children. I don't care what they're doing. Bible knowledge say train them up. And when they're old, they won't depart. I ain't worried about how crazy you acting. I got Bible knowledge on you. Hallelujah to God. Act crazy if you want to. You can't fight what's on your life. Either way, you're going to have to come subject. Hiya. Hallelujah. This is true. I, I was in, uh, uh, had a dream the other day. Right? Just, I'm talking about last week. Called my of my business, shutting it. And in the middle of my dream, I felt like I went to a doctor. I don't remember. But all I remember is the doctor telling me I had colon cancer uh-huh. in my dream. Uh-huh. Soon as I wake up, he go to torment me. Got up. You lying devil. I'm the healed of the Lord. He was wounded for my transgression. No infection, no virus, no sickness. Okay, now, but let me show you something. See, you, you got to talk to that monkey. And you can't whisper at him. You got to talk to him. I say, it's written. He was wounded. I told you that's how you find him now. Okay, but watch it. But let me show you how to, let me show you how let me show you how the devil get you. Let me show you how the devil get you. Now, think about how many dreams, stay with me, you've had that never came out true. That never happened. You done dreamed all kind of crazy stuff. And it never happened. But the one dream that say something bad. The enemy try to make you believe that one go happen. You lying devil. Halamo with long life. Will I satisfy you? Are you listening to me? But you have to fight it with the word of God. Because stay with me. When the enemy can't get you awake, he comes when you sleep. He said, I know I can't say nothing to him like that while he's awake. So I'm going to try to get him while he's asleep. But that lets you know that it's a 24-hour battle. Because see, I am asleep, but he's still fighting. I'm, 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 I'm minding my own business, and he planting thoughts in your sleep. Are y'all listening to me? So this thing is spiritual and he'll send spirits to harass you and if you accept it, he got you. Are you listening to me? And the, re- the, the, the reason I'm using me, I, I, I want to use me when I be using the example because you know sometimes you talk about other folk, people think you're talking about them and they won't come back, but I got to come back. I'm the pastor. Say amen. Yeah. I got to come back. You know what I'm but what I'm trying to tell you is it's the same attacks that you deal with, I deal with. It's no different. You ain't got no, oh, uh, uh, pastor, pass on the level. And, you know, he just don't understand. No, I got my armor on. And because I got on the whole llama, things don't affect me. 
like it affect other. It could. Amen. I, I could be depressed. I got a whole bunch of stuff I could be thinking on right now. And be somebody depressed. You say, you want to have pity party? Come on, baby. Let me tell you something we can cry about. You sad? I can show you something. We can be sad together. But it don't change nothing. They don't, they, this person don't care for me. Let me tell you some people who I believe don't care for me either. But I'm crazy about them. That's a choice. I ain't going to let you make me not like you. Because it's a battle. But I'm going to win it. Am I helping somebody? Tell somebody, devil can't win this battle. Now, the only reason the devil can't get in here is because I don't let him. But I can't control what you let in yours. Pastor, cover me. in a scene for me and hold me up it's not going to do no good if you don't have on your armor the only reason I got peace is because I believe the word and I don't believe a portion of it I believe all of it so I know that whatever I am faced with I have a promise from the word that says it has to work for my good. So I want to say this to you. Don't even let the enemy plant a thought in your mind of you wasting your time. Because that's another thought he liked to plant. He'll plant, he'll, plant, he'll plant that thought in your mind. Here you go wasting your time. You better such and such. You know what devil? I don't care what it is. Even if I made a dumb decision, because I'm the called, according to his purpose, and I love him, it got to work for my good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. Got to work for my good. Are y'all listening to me? You can sit up here and want us to come in prayer. The prayer line is not the remedy. Pastor, come on up here, and, and I, I, would you? I, I'm gonna walk up here because I need you to break this thing off me. That's not the. That's not the solution. Ain't no quick fixes. Quick problems, but ain't no quick fixes. You got to put in the work. And see, we want you want me to lay hands on you and cast crazy off of you, a, a cast silly off of, a cast mental off of. I, I can't cast out foolish. I can't cast out ignorance. God tells us, give me Mark chapter 16 verse 17. He gives us the authority to lay hands, but he tells us what that authority is for. Mark chapter 16. And these signs will follow those that what? Look at what it says. In my name they shall cast out what? Demons. What else are they going to do? Speak with new tongue. They will what? Take up servants. And if they drink anything deadly, 
it will by no means do what? They'll do what else? Uh huh. Now that lay hands on the sick was sick was physical. It ain't mental. Y'all quiet in here. When I lay hands on you, you sicken body, arthritis, cancer, disease. I have authority to lay hands on you and deal with that physical issue. But the authority to lay hands for mental issue is not biblical. You see that nowhere in scripture where somebody came to Jesus with a mental problem and he laid hands on them. You got to change your mind. Are y'all listening to me? Pastor, pastor, do you pray for me? The devil is just fighting. He's just fighting my thought life. And I got all kind of things attacking my mind. Will you lay hands on me so the devil stop messing with my... Ain't no Bible for that. The weapons of our warfare. But a mighty through the pulling down. And what you got to do? Cast down imagination. You cast that. You tell the devil, you's a liar. You tell the devil, I'm not going to kill myself. I am valuable. I am somebody. I ain't nobody's leftovers. I'm the blessed of the Lord. Are y'all listening to me? Changing your mind is what it's going to take to maintain your thought life. When that thought come to you, rebuke it. Thoughts that come to you, you're going to die, you lying devil. Thought come to you, you'll never be happy. No, you ain't going to be happy. You better talk back to that monkey. You will never have. No, you will never have. It is written, my God shall supply. When those thoughts are sent to you, be selective. All right? And measure that thought with the word. And if it don't line up with the word, guess what? Cast it down. Are y'all listening to me? You got to renew your mind, not get laid hands on. Be not conformed to the word, but be ye transformed by the what? Not, not the pastor. Will you lay hands on me that the devil just break this discouragement off of me? Break it off yourself. Come on, y'all. I'm trying to help y'all. You won't come again, pray, get me, break this discouragement off of me, and you're going to be free for five minutes. Because you're in the atmosphere, and I told you, under in this space, I can override your demon. It, it can't fight, it can't handle it. When I tell it to go, it got to go. But when you leave this vicinity, you got work to do. It's a scripture in John. I can't I, I can't think of it right. It might be first John 3. But but he said, You got to assure your own heart that he loves you. 
Now, is, 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 are y'all getting that? Yes, Do you know sometimes you got going through stuff and the devil tell you God don't love you? Yes, See how y'all playing, so I'm going to come on this side. Devil will tell you you in this by yourself. Don't nobody care nothing about you. Would you pray for me that I feel the love of God? No! The Bible say, assure your own heart. When I don't feel like he loves me, I tell myself, he loves me. One thing I say every day is Psalm 23, uh, when he say, uh, uh, I'll fear no evil, for you are. I tell him that, I walk around all day saying, look, you with me. When I go to the gas, say, you with me? Are y'all hearing me? When I walk in the store, can't nothing happen in this store while I'm in it. Because you with me. I'm not getting out my car looking over my back. Can't nothing happen because you're with me. Acts chapter 13. Acts 13. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene and Manan, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul, New King James Version, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. Then having what? Fasted and prayed. They did what? Laid hands on them and did what? Sent them away. So we see that in scripture. We have scripture to lay hands for physical healing. We have scripture to send people out for ministry. But I don't have scripture to lay hands on you because you're scared of flying. Pastor, pray for me. I won't go, but I'm scared to get on the plane. Prayer don't work for that. Because God, only reason you're scared is because you accepted a thought. Watch this, watch this, watch this. And God has not given you a thought of fear. You say, are, are you with me? See, I want you to stop seeing spirit. Because most time when we see spirit, we think a cast with a friendly ghost. Uh, say with me. Hear what a spirit is. Hear what a spirit is. St. John 6, 63 say the words are spirit. Spirits ain't nothing but words. They didn't get that. Went right over their head. You, 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 got, you got it? Okay. A spirit is nothing but a word. When you are spirit possessed, you are word possessed. There is a pronouncement spoken over you that you are acting out. Yeah. All right. Are, are you understanding that? Okay. So, so when God said, I've not given you a spirit of fear. He's telling you, I've not given you a word to be afraid. The word I gave is that I'm your light and your salvation. Whom shall you fear? You don't have no word. You don't have no word for me to tell you to be afraid of nothing. So if you didn't get it from me, who gave it to you? No wonder he asked Eve. Who told you that? 
Are you listening to me? It's a battle. It's a battle. It's a battle. Even in your sleep, he's fighting you. Acts 19. Come on. I hope I'm helping somebody. Acts 19, verse 1. Look at what it says. And it happened while Apollos at Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples. He said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They said to him, we've not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. He said to them, into what then were you baptized? They said, into what? John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him. That's on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke with tongues. So we got three reasons right there. Physical healing. Going forth in ministry. And I even see Bible where you can lay hands on people to receive the Holy Ghost. But I still don't see the laying on the hand. To get rid of your eating habit. Has prayed me. I, I, I'm gluttonous. What you Change your thoughts. What are you watching got you eating everything? You eating it, you ain't even hungry. Y'all know. Sometimes you need to just go to sleep. See, that's staying up all night. Have you eaten? Y'all better talk back to me. You ain't hungry, but you know, 12, 1 o'clock, a little spirit come in that house. A thought. Is in your what? And guess what he used? Come on. Come on. That's the weapon. Anything you're doing contrary is all the manifestation of a thought. Something you meditate on. And no matter what war you win, it depends on you knowing your enemy. You can't win. You, you're not going to win trying to get me to pray off for you something that you don't recognize. It's, it, it's not a prayer issue. It's a thought issue. And if you don't know where the enemy is, you're fighting in the wrong territory. Thoughts, ideas, you got to know his strengths. You got to know his weakness. And one thing to know, if you're going to beat your enemy, you got to know his weapons. Amen. If, if you're going to go fight somebody, I, somebody, sent me, somebody sent me a video of this man. I just seen it. This ain't about a minute and a half, two minutes. This man walked up on this man talking trash, talking all that trash to him. Came out there with some scissors. Right? Talking trash. Talking trash. Guess what that man put out on him? A gun. And shot him. <laughs> Graveyard dead. Showed up to the battle and didn't know his enemy's weapons. So thought he could show, thought thought he was gonna scam with a scissor <laughs> when the man had a pistol. He showed up to battle. 
but didn't know his enemy's weapons. How you going to have victory when you don't know how he fighting? You don't know. So I'm trying to get y'all to understand what I'm talking to you and I'm saying to you, all right, I'm like one thing, one thing I try to tell people that, that I really try to get people to understand. Whatever you experience could be true, but your interpretation of the experience could be wrong. Okay. Okay. Let's say I'm sitting here. Okay. And uh, Sister Hansley walks in the door. And walks by me and go sit down. Okay? Then I tell somebody, do you know Sister Hansley walked right by me and didn't speak to me? That's true. It was true. I was sitting here. She walked by me and didn't speak. But it don't mean she got a problem. My experience is true, but my interpretation could be wrong. She, she, she could have saw me and didn't see me. She could have been focused on something else. Don't act like y'all, you act like you ain't never not spoke to somebody and didn't mean no harm. And all you got to do is say, babe, I'm sorry. I didn't even see. My mind was somewhere else. But the enemy comes with a thought. An idea. And a suggestion. And guess what you did? And you know what it really is? It's really rooted in something that you already believe. you really already believe that that person has an issue with you. So only thing them walking by did was confirmed. I hope somebody get what I'm saying. The more you know about the devil's game plan and operation, it's easy to stand against him. When you know how he operate, then you know how to deal with him. What was his method according to scripture? Because once I know his method, he predictable. Now, if I know that he comes through thoughts, ideas, and suggestions, the number one thing I need to guard in my life is my mind. Because that's where he's coming. He's not coming through the person. He's coming to make me feel a way about the person. Because I don't wrestle against. Does that make sense? Let's go to Genesis chapter 3. Now the reason we're going to go to Genesis 3 is because it's a precedence. In theology we call it the law of first mention. It's however something happens first. You watch it consistently happen the same way through scripture. So I'm going to watch how the devil operated in the beginning because however he operates in the beginning, it shows me a guide. You got that? If, if I see how he operate in Genesis, I know how he going to operate in 2023 because Genesis is the guide. 
it, it, it's the beginning of something. Watch this. And it's Satan, Satan approaching man for the first time. And we learned the other day, he ain't no creator. So if he's not a creator, he ain't got no new tricks. Does that make sense? Are y'all listening? All right. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the same what? Come on. Come on. Look down your road. Say, so is the devil. Now listen to me. I'm going to say something that I want you to think about. Why would he stop using his trick? When it worked against Adam. It worked. Watch this. And Adam was way better than us in intellect. Adam and Eve had a pure mind. Our mind is, our mind is corrupt with the things of this world. Fallen nature. Adam with a pure mind. Eve, with a pure mind, still fail. So I can watch how he got them. And if I pay attention to how he got them, I can make sure I'm equipped so he don't get me. I mean, think about it. Adam, mind had to be awesome. The mere fact that he named 750,000 just bugs. I ain't got the mammals. I ain't, I'm talking about bugs. No other person has been credited with naming animals but Adam. He named 750,000 bugs. None of them with the same name. And those names are still here today. And a man who had a pure mind, Satan still got in here. Why would he use a different tactic against fallen man when he beat perfect man? Clap your hands. I'm done. I'll show you. Clap your hands for Jesus. I'm done. I'm on the time, y'all. Clap your hand. Look at that thought and idea and suggestion coming against you right now. <laughs> Am I helping somebody? Y'all listen to me? I, 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 I know we're laughing, but y'all need to understand. So many of us in here are defeated. All because of this. This will have you, this, this, this mind will have you in a relationship with somebody by yourself. I'm serious. I mean a whole relationship, whole marriage. Holding gate by yourself. That's what this do. I told the mind so powerful. Women, women have believed they were pregnant. And stomach start growing. That's true. 
and will, and will, and will tell you they, the baby kicking and all. I, now, I'm not just telling y'all something. I'm telling you these are real cases. That's the power of your mind. Better get a handle on it. The Bible declares that God said the reason I got to destroy earth, he said the thoughts of men are evil continually. They thought, I mean, every time I think they can't think of nothing else. They think of something else. You know why? Because we're creators. We're made in his image and likeness. Are y'all listening to me? So you got to know your word. You, you got to know the Bible, church. You sit and listen to these folk around. You sit a bit and get on this Instagram and Snapchat and all this crazy stuff where they trying to tell you the Bible ain't real and all this Africa stuff and who the true Jew is. Let, let me tell you something, baby. I told somebody, you can't tell me to come. You're not going to convince me on what color God is until you can tell me the color of the words coming out my mouth. Because God is a word. In the beginning was the word. That's right. The word was with God and the word was God. If you can color my words, you can color God. God is not a man. God is a spirit. And they that worship him. Come on. I'm getting phone calls and messages from people all over the world saying that their life is being changed by this series. Praise God. Life changer. The power of the mind. Oh, <laughs> that's, right. that's right. Hallelujah. Thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. Next time somebody send you something, and they say, "Well, I thought you say all you all you all you respond to them and say thoughts, ideas, and that's all you say to them." Because you know, if you didn't say it, you can't. If a person didn't say something to you, you can't be confident in what you thought. I thought you didn't want to be bothered. Did I say that? I thought you was mad at me. Did I say that? I always tell somebody, I don't know why you could think nothing with me. Because anyway, I feel, I'm going to tell you, you ain't got to think it. Well, I think you won't be by. I will tell you if I don't want to be by. You ain't got to wonder. Praise God. Praise God. All right. So your, words, your words have power and understanding. This, 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 this is life changing. Amen. Thank you for listening. Visit our website for more information to stay connected with the ministry of Prophet Brian Karn at briancarn.com or kingdomcitychurch.com.